This is Wetlock, my true unscripted chronicles as a prison wife. Join me on my journey as I bring you crazy stories, informative facts, updates on my husband, advice from my family and friends, and special guests giving their true life stories on the prison system. This is not your average love story. Welcome to Wetlock. Hey guys, it's Friday. Thank you for joining me for another bonus episode. These episodes are dedicated to you for all of the love and support that you guys continuously give myself in this podcast. No matter how big this podcast gets, and I'm hoping for it to get colossal, bonus Fridays will always, always be about you guys. And yes, myself, Michelle, and JoJo got some more conversations to bring you to. So let's get into these shout outs and Q&As. Hey guys, it is bonus episode Friday. I hope you guys are having an amazing Friday. I am going to do something a little different um, today. This bonus episode is actually going to be in two parts, part one and part two. So I'm super excited for you guys to just even know what's going on and what's coming up within this episode. So, of course, we're going to jump into my thank yous and, of course, definitely the Q&As. So, first of all, I want to start off with a big thank you to Demita and Anna for having me on Lunchtime with Anna. I really enjoyed myself and I look forward to part two of our discussion. It was amazing and, again, I just, I look forward to it. It really gave me a kickstart in how I wanted my season two to be with the live episode. So again, thank you ladies so much for including me um, in this discussion. I want to give a special thank you to my brother whom has been my marriage counselor for a month now. He knows me best. He understands how important it is for me to understand the institution of marriage how to maintain a healthy understanding of my vows, family, and my responsibility as a wife. You know, doing this podcast, it became very, very imperative for me to understand my role as a wife, for me to be able to be very organic and genuine in how I approach everything when it comes to this podcast and talking about my marriage and talking about my husband, you know, I want to always maintain truth. I want to always maintain my truth. And um, because I know that I have people listening, you know, I want to make sure that I'm giving the best encouraging advice, the best encouraging outlook on things. So this has been something that has been very important to me to try to get a better understanding on to try to learn some things. And my brother has been 
truly amazing. You know, me and my brother are very, very close. We are extremely close. And although we're extremely close, we do respect each other's boundaries when it comes to our personal um business and privacy and of course i mean it's not but so much stuff i'm gonna tell my brother that's my brother so i just think it's wonderful like our conversations i always walk away extremely full from them and he's really helped me out a lot i've had to lean on him for um advice through a lot of things and i'm just really blessed to be able to have my brother to guide me through um the understanding of marriage you know they say that you should also you should always gravitate towards people that that's a part of that institution you know to try to help you nobody's gonna understand you know a marriage unless you're in a marriage because there's a lot of ups and downs so again i'm just grateful i am truly grateful and my brother's also going to be adding something to my Sunday. So I'm extremely excited about that. I'm not going to tell you guys, but just look forward to my Sunday episodes. My brother will definitely make an appearance on Sundays. Well, not an appearance, a uh, listening appearance. <laughs> I guess that's what we'll, we'll call it. Okay. So I want to thank my mom my mom has been an ear and a shoulder for me this week especially yesterday yesterday was not a good day for me guys it really wasn't um and she really just was there she was really there and i appreciate my mom so much my mom is like my ride or die for sure 100 percent um next next i want to thank all my new subscribers for joining me on on my journey like i've been getting so many messages uh dms and emails from people saying you know that they're a new subscriber and how they really enjoy my show um just talking about me even expressing my life how grateful they are that i have decided to open up and share my story and you know i say it all the time this is something totally left for me but as each episode progresses um i understand the need for it and i'm just i'm just excited that you know it's being accepted with open arms so thank you guys for listening and thank you guys for subscribing and passing the word on like i get so much wonderful feedback and i get told so much that you know the people that they share my podcast with are just really loving it so this is amazing and i am very very grateful and of course i have to thank god I have to thank God for keeping me grounded, literally. I am that strong friend. I am that strong friend that they say needs to be checked on and it's rarely checked on. Um, I have dealt with a, a lot of obstacles um, lately in the past five or six months and it hasn't been easy, but I am a fighter. I am a survivor. I am a hustler. Um, my faith is on 1 million. And of course, you know, sometimes you have those days and during those days, I just pray. I pray, you know, I meditate in the morning and 
I just want to thank God, you know, for just keeping me grounded and keeping my faith strong, keeping me mentally strong. And of course, you know, through God, all things are possible. So I definitely wanted to um, take the time to just tell God, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And of course, yes, I have to give my love and my thanks to my husband. Um, I love my husband and this journey has been really, really amazing. And, you know, I express all the time. I am truly, truly happy with my marriage and my husband. And I just thank him for everything that he's doing all the work he's putting in for us all the work he's putting in for himself you know um i'm just happy i am just really happy so now of course you already know what time it is it's time for my favorite part i love my q a's (laughs) i say it every friday i love my q a's so we are gonna jump into my q a's guys and thank you again for joining me this is bonus episode five now i know you guys have noticed that my sound has definitely changed if you're looking to start your own podcast go with anchor guys they show you how to record edit publish and earn money from your podcast. Just go to your Apple App Store or your Google Play Store and search for Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R. Now back to the show. Okay, so time for the Q&A's, my favorite part. And again, guys, as I stated to you last Friday, as I open them, I'm reading them. So you are getting them firsthand, unscripted, and uncut. So question number one, I'm loving the direction that your podcast is going. Please keep up the good work. Thank you so much. Um, The legs, the legs that this podcast has formed is truly amazing. And I had no idea that all these things were going to come from it. So thank you so much for, um, for even acknowledging that and for the compliment. So next, how was your husband's mental after coming off lockdown? Um... Well, I will say this, when we first talked, which we talked for the first time yesterday, it was just excitement. Like we were just excited to hear each other's voice. As far as his mental goes, he's okay. He is okay. He actually had wrote me a letter. Um, I just received that yesterday as well um, from when he was on a lockdown. And it's amazing how a lot of them even inside didn't even know what was going on. I mean, he's just like somebody got into a fight and got killed or something, you know, like that's all the information that he even had, but he is okay. Like he's, he's okay. Um, of course, you know, he's just ready to come home and that lockdown, 
you know, probably just was just another reminder of how, where he is, he doesn't need to come back there. But outside of that, he's okay. Um, he hasn't really expressed anything except for he needs to come home. He's ready to come home. I mean, at the end of the day, like, I don't even know how much more that push would be to come home. So he is okay. He's just ready to come home. Next, I love your new support group. When will it be open to donations as a wife of a former inmate? I love to help. My husband did 25 years. I understand the hardship. Wow, 25 years and they are still together, clearly. Um okay, to answer that question, first of all, thank you so much. Um thank you, thank you, thank you. I had no plans of doing a support group. I really was considering my podcast, um, <laughs> I guess a support group by me telling my story. Um, I did not anticipate that something else was going to come out of it pertaining to more support. So thank you so much. Um, I am actually in the process of setting everything up. I had to file, of course, my paperwork with the Secretary of State so that I can become a nonprofit and start to take donations. So as soon as all of that is 100% official, I will definitely um, talk about it on a podcast and I will also post about it on the social media platforms and the website. So again, thank you so much. And wow, 25 years, you probably should come on here and do a interview. <laughs> um, Next question. I enjoyed episode nine when you started your episode off with scriptures. Is that something you will continue? <laughs> Sometimes I think that you guys are psychic. Um. <laughs> After my last bonus episode, I want to say the last one for Jojo. Jojo has given me some great ideas, guys. Um, The support group one. And the second one was when she talked about um, prayer and and um, talking about different things to channel as far as prayer and scriptures and just different things like that. I actually do have something in the making for Sundays where we will have something like that. And that's all I can actually say. But this question is confirmation. Okay, next question. How many irons do you actually have in the fire? <laughs> oh my gosh. So many, I can't even concentrate. Um, okay, so um, I have a few. I have quite a few. I do a lot of different things. And actually, for the past week, I've been trying to figure out how to put everything up under one umbrella. Uh, a couple of my friends always call me Baby Oprah, which is, a, which is hilarious. Me and Oprah actually do have the same birthday. But, um, and I... I guess when they realize that they're like that explains it. Um my 
my plans, my plans for myself, my plans for myself is to have one website, one website where everything that I do is available on that one website. Um, I have for the past four years, I can't even tell you how much money I have wasted. I have wasted two and a half years paying for an Amazon store that I never used. Um, I've wasted probably close to two, three thousand dollars on websites that I never really have time to update. Um and products and 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 supplies. I know I'm in probably the thirties of forty thousand um with just all the stuff that I order that I never use, all the stuff that I order for the different projects that I have that I never use because I'm always trying to figure out my next venture. I I am not a person who um can stick with one thing. Like I I I literally once I find something and I conquer it, it becomes boring to me. I don't have a content personality. I haven't figured out quite yet when I reach that peak of saying okay, I'm here and I'm satisfied. I do not know that place just yet. And I'm not all over the place either. So don't mistake it. I actually just believe in having numerous streams of income because when you are an entrepreneur, you face a lot, a lot of difficulties. I mean, you're going to go broke a few times until you get to that level of where you're finally like, okay, it has all paid off. So for me, having several streams of income actually helps when this stream isn't doing anything or that stream is kind of slow. It gives you other options to try to continue to keep your finances coming in and maintaining your lifestyle. So um, for all my irons that I have, I have this podcast. I have this support group now. I do custom cakes um, as well as regular cakes, pies, brownies, you know, so I maintain my cakes by Rashida business, which is a part of my bakery, Layers Bakery. Um, I am part owner of Candy Treats, which we do the candy grapes that everybody loves, uh, all the candy fruit, myself and my business partner, Tracy. And for the first two years, I was kind of like the the behind the scenes. I don't like the spotlight. I always like to be behind the scenes, the behind the scenes, you know, the business side of it, you know, the paperwork, the emails, the communication, um, you know, doing all the taxes and, you know, making sure all the platforms are set up correctly. So I have been more so on the back end of the business side of that, which is the biggest responsibility in my opinion. Um, Tracy has been more of the marketing up front, um, the person that you see, the face that you see more than you'll probably ever see mine. So I have that going on. Um, I also originally about four years ago, I had started a hookah bar business. I had a hookah bar and I also did mobile, mobile, um, hookah services. 
And within that, I also did customized hookahs, customized vape pens. I have not done that in a while, but believe me, I still get requests and emails. I just don't have the time. Um, but within my hookah business, I also maintain a um, alcohol and tobacco license as well. I want to eventually have a liquor de uh, delivery service and I'm actually working on classes to do that. So those are pretty much a few of the irons. I also have a natural hair care line uh, called Candy Care and I am now in the process of revamping that and Myself and Michelle are actually the two owners. I actually started the business because my friend Michelle, which you guys know, um, who's on the bonus episodes um, with myself and JoJo, um, while she was incarcerated, you know, she had this wonderful idea to do this rice water because this is what they did to um, maintain their hair in prison. And so I wanted to do something for her as well as for people who wanted to just grow their hair naturally, you know, with natural um, ingredients like aloe and honey um, and different things like that. So I started the business. I incorporated her rice water into the business. And Candy Care still makes money. It still gets orders. Um, but again, I'm revamping it, guys. I'm revamping it, and I actually am going to change a lot of different things. Um, Candy Care will actually be the company's name, but the products now will be something different. Within Candy Care, you'll have um, about two or three different lines of products. You'll have the natural hair growing products. You'll have the... Um, the the rice water michelle's rice water and then i'm eventually going to jump into you know um bonnets and and combs and flat irons and things like that but the natural growth products um name will be totally different and i'm not gonna leak it right now but trust me when i told my husband a new name he was ecstatic one thing about myself, I will continue. I, I wordplay a lot. And until I can find that one name to fit, it it takes time. And I can't move forward until I have the best representation of what I am trying to accomplish and put out there. So those are a few of my things um, that I'm doing. A few of my irons. I... Um, eventually have been trying to do, um, baking wear, uh, along with my, um, bakery and my cakes by Rashida. I have been working on a baking book, cookbook, so to speak. So there's so much stuff that I have going on on top of the fact that I recently, um, finished getting certified to be a massage therapist um aromatherapy reiki um that's another thing i have going on and of course you know you guys know with this podcast and with all the legal stuff that my husband is facing i have been considering finishing my criminal justice study so yes i have a lot 
a lot and I do all of my deliveries for my businesses every last one of them I do mail I do ship but when it comes to like my cakes and my treats and things like that I do all of the all of the deliveries and because we have a relationship with Uber Eats a lot of times when I'm out doing my own deliveries um I'm doing the Uber Eats deliveries too because we have partnerships with different people as well so I do a lot in the course of 24 hours. I definitely do a lot. So yeah, those are all my irons that I can think of. I I feel like I'm missing something else, but for right now, that's quite enough, right? <laughs> okay. Um, next question. I saw your podcast discussion with lunchtime with Anna. You are you are beautiful. And you speak well. I get a vibe that there is more to expect from you. Are you comfortable with where this may take you? Um, thank you for the compliment. Um, I really loved my discussion with them. That was my first time doing something on live and I'm always very apprehensive um, about certain things. You know, we all have flaws and stuff like that. So that was my first one. And, you know, I don't know. I just loved it. And it really made me just ready to bring in the live um, on my end, on my podcast. Um, I've the being on the scene thing is something that I have to kind of get used to because I, I like I say I'm good at playing the back. I'm I'm good at being the, the the machine that you don't see or the the money um you know that you don't see and stuff like that. So being on the forefront is something that I have to really really get used to, guys. But I loved it. Um and. I'm pretty comfortable. I'm pretty comfortable where it may take me. It's something that I have to really embrace a little bit more. Um, again, just off of just being subconscious. Like at first when I did my podcast, I was worried about, you know, how my tone was, how I sounded. And, and, and the more people tell me that my tone is so calming and, you know, it's, I just be confused. Cause I'm telling you when I'm in here doing recording to me, I sound like I'm talking fast. I sound like I am constantly making mistakes. I can't tell you how sometimes I have to stop my recording and be like, okay, what the fuck did I just say or what? Where was I going with this? So, you know, <laughs> it's amazing that you guys love me because I really be like, what in the world? But um, yes, I, I am comfortable where it is taking me. Um. I just have to embrace it. Like, I can't turn back now. That's kind of how I look at it at this point. Um, But again, thank you for the compliment. And thank you for even tuning in to that um, discussion, which we will have a part two. And I will post about that once it's um, officially set. Okay, next question. Thank you for the lockdown updates. You really treated this as a responsibility when you two had a person to worry about. You're welcome. You are welcome. And actually, it really wasn't anything that I planned. It seemed like a little network had formed. People started communicating with me what was going on. And I just start, you know, putting it out there. And once I did, I did feel like it was my responsibility to keep going. Um, 
to keep people updated because as a person that was worried myself, as a person whose husband um, is incarcerated and was going through that lockdown, I would have wanted to be able to have something to go to or someone to turn to for any kind of information to just give me some sense of peace and relief. So you are extremely welcome. And I still have more updates to come in part two of um, bonus episode five. So again, you're welcome. And thank you. I mean, thank you for even relying on me to even bring you that information. And guys, you know what time it is. It is time for my favorite part of all the episodes. Updates on my husband. Well, you guys, we have reached my favorite part of the episode. And that is giving you the updates on my husband. of this nature. Dial seven now. Hello. Shall I motherfucking play with you? Babe. I'm like, <laughs> 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 All right, I'll fire. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I've been waiting to hear what the fuck going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm so tired, babe. Like I did not have a good week last week. I'm so sleepy. <laughs> huh? I miss you. My husband is great, guys. He's doing really, really well. And um, the lockdown is over for him where he is. And again, he is in population, so he's able to move around, which I am so thankful for. Um, Gives us time to communicate more throughout the day. Yesterday was the first time that... I heard my husband's voice like, oh my God, I was so excited. And the day before, as I told you guys that I'm having a theme song made for the podcast, which I'm just ecstatic about, um, B-Mart texted me and was like, can you get a conversation with you and your husband? I got an idea and it's probably going to make you cry. And I'm like, oh, God, like what in the world is she cooking up over there? So when my husband called, I started recording the conversation. But within the conversation, I end up letting him know, you know, what was going on about the text message about, you know, getting us recorded or whatever. But I kind of just want the conversation to go with the flow before I said something to him. But I felt like, nah, let me go ahead and tell him because one thing about me, I'm very direct. I'm very upfront. And I just wanted to make sure that he understood what was actually going on. I wanted it to flow organically, which it did. It really did. But I still needed for him to know after the fact what I had. I, I did not take the whole conversation, of course. But once I informed him um, what was going on or whatever, I felt better about it because 
just with my experiences just in life and just with people, I never, ever, ever want a person to feel like I went behind their back and did something or even if they don't even consent to it. Like I don't ever want to force something on someone. So most of the time, if I'm going to call on three-way, if I'm going to record something, you know, if I'm going to put your name in something, I kind of let a person know so I have their full consent and their full support. And that's just how I am. So although I wanted it to flow organically, I still end up telling him after I pretty much got what I felt like she needed for him to just know, you know, what was going on or whatever. But you catch the first conversation between us and it was so perfect as of course as I knew it was going to be because we hadn't talked to each other the anticipation had been building up I love my husband and so it was just wonderful like what I got was really really good I sent her two parts um and of course I didn't record the whole entire conversation I mean he had legal stuff he was talking about you know just things like that so it was dope though. It was really, really dope. Um, I received a letter <laughs> from my husband in the mail. Oh my God. So during the lockdown, he didn't have an ink pen. He all he had was a pencil. It is so hard to read in pencil now. Like that's what's so crazy. Like we was growing up writing in pencils for so long. Now I couldn't hardly see nothing, but the pencil was kind of dull. You could tell that too. But Y'all, he wrote me two letters, as a matter of fact, one in pencil and one in ink pen. Yesterday, he kept telling me, when you get this letter, you know, I need you to read it and I need you to follow instructions. And I'm like, okay, like, is this a roadmap to hell? Like, what is going on? But guys, my husband is an author. He needs to write porn. <laughs> <laughs> this man wrote a short <laughs> porno okay and when i tell you it could be a manuscript it was so i told y'all my husband is descriptive it was so descriptive i literally had read it like seriously i'm reading it like damn this is actually really good like <laughs> And I was like, this man right here, oh my God, he is he is a mess. He is a complete mess. But I'm telling you, he just, he's exciting. Like, in the beginning of our relationship, I told him I'm not a talker. I'm not this. So, baby, he makes up for all of that. And that little short porn that he wrote me, <laughs> definitely, definitely cosigns what I have been saying but he's doing well guys um he's doing good you know now yesterday um I brought something up to him I in the past the during this lockdown you know the 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 little the little devil the little devil had jumped on my shoulder and she was in a doubtful state of mind about some things. Um, as I said before, my relationship, my marriage is not perfect. I'm not perfect, nor is my husband perfect. 
And I think at times when you have so much going on, you know, the devil plays into that. And yesterday I was really exhausted. I have been going, 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 going for the past two weeks now. Um, trying to maintain my household, trying to get orders out there, trying to keep this podcast going, um, worrying about my husband all last week. I really had been, I mean, I hadn't had any sleep, no sleep. I think out of seven days, I probably ate three. So I was really exhausted yesterday. And a lot of times when you're exhausted, you know, your mind is starving. It goes into a a, de- a desperation type of um, mentality. And a lot of doubt slipped in. As I say, the devil slipped in. And um, I had brought something up to my husband that I had kind of been struggling with um, the past couple of weeks. And it wasn't an insecurity. You know, as I said before, I'm not an insecure person. But I started thinking about, you know, my husband's past. I started wondering if what we had was going to, like, really stand the test of time, the prison time. I started thinking about, you know, knowing who he was and how he was and the the reminders of it, you know, just in day-to-day things that I might see, read, hear, or something like that. Like a lot of things were just piling up on me within this thought process. Um and it was creating a lot of doubt. Like you know, and, and it, it got to a place where I had to reach out to my brother and I had to start expressing these things because I love my husband and I really want to have a very successful relationship. I know nothing will ever be perfect, but as perfect as I can get it. Um, being with him has changed me. I see the change in him and... I'm really moving forward and holding on to that. Um, I walked into this with a with a clean slate. I did not want to judge him off of who he was, uh, the things that he's done in the past. I didn't want to take out on him even the things that I endure in other relationships. So a lot of things were just playing into my mind, you know, and I just really started saying, wow, you know, am I that one? Am I that one that's going to make my husband be different? Is he going to change? I mean, he's showing me in so many different ways without me asking him um, that he's not the person when we first started our relationship. He's showing me a different side of him and and all of these things is coming from the love that we share and the way we express our love for each other. So, you know, I start thinking about that. I start thinking about, you know, well, what if he comes home and he turns back into this person? I mean, I'm human, you know, I'm human and this is my journey. This is why I'm here telling you my story because it's a love story, but it's a love story with obstacles. It's a love story with up and downs and sometimes those downs, you know, kind of 
get you stuck. You know, so I expressed some things to my husband about the way I was feeling. Although we had an amazing conversation that morning, you know, although the day before, you know, we were emailing and everything was fine. I am a person that has to get certain things off my chest. And I was just in that moment. I was in that moment where I kind of want to let my hair down and lay my problems onto my husband's lap and tell him where I was and how I was feeling because I needed him. I needed him to feed me that love and that security and, and that, um, that level of, of, of making me feel and understand, you know, that we're doing this together and we're in this together. And he didn't understand where it came from because, of course, to him, it came out the blue. And he didn't understand where it came from. And when he asked me, you know, I then had to go back and do a little bit of damage control and explain to him, like, first of all, there's nothing wrong with this. Everything is wonderful. Everything is good. But it's something that I had to put out there. It's something that I had to say to him. You know, I just needed to say it to him. I needed for him to understand that I love him. I needed for him to understand that I know he is trying his best. I know he's trying his best to be a different man, not because of me, but because of himself and the things that he wants. But I also know my husband is human. I also know that, you know, he has a past. And I also know that sometimes we could try and give our best to any situation. We could love a person so much and we do not have the intentions of hurting them. But because of who we are, because of deep down who we are, you know, the person that we're trying to suppress when that person emerges, people get hurt and it's not intentional. And I wanted to explain to my husband that no matter what, I know he loves me. I know he is trying for the both of us. But if it's ever a time where he feels like no matter all the effort that he put in and he's not intentionally going to hurt me, that if in fact, being him causes an issue with us, I would never be mad at him. I just love my husband so much to the point where we are friends. My husband, before anything else, before he was my husband, before he was my fiance, before he was my boyfriend, he was my friend. And sometimes you have those friendships and those relationships that are so sacred that you don't want to lose it. You don't want it to get messed up. It's like you have those friendships where you like, man, like if we fall out, I can't let this happen. I'm gonna have to do everything in my power to fix it, to wheel it back in. And that's how I feel about my husband. Like no matter what we go through, marriage problems, relationship problems or whatever, he's my friend. And I'm going to always care and be concerned about his well-being. So that this is one of the bonds in the relationships that it's so special to me. It's like, I don't want him to be that guy. I don't want him to be that guy that I have to let go, that I have to cut off, that I have to walk away from because I do have my standards. And it's only with so many things that I'm going to allow and I'm going to deal with at 44 years old. Like I've wasted numerous years on 
an individual and numerous years, you know, in between different relationships. So I know me, like I'm a step, I'm a leave. And one thing about me is I will sacrifice my happiness for my happiness. Like I can be on top of the world, but if drama sets in, um, if I'm unhappy with the way things are going in, in, in a particular subject matter, I will save face and I will walk away because I just don't want to live in that. I don't want to dwell in that. And I'm in such a good place in my life. I don't want to compromise that. So I just don't want my husband to be that guy that I have to just really be like, it's over, it's a wrap and move on. There's not one ex that I communicate with to this day. And you would never know if I had feelings for them, love them or anything. Because once I move on, I move on and it's over. I don't go back. I'm not trying to rekindle. I'm not trying to do absolutely anything. I just don't want that experience with my husband. So I wanted to just tell him like, listen, like, I know you love me and I love you too. And whatever happens, just don't be that guy. If you feel like you're going to be that guy and you need to be that guy, you need to just do something else. I am such an understanding and empathetic person, guys. I take people for who they are. I accept people for who they are. I could not be mad at a person for being them. I cannot. And so I had some things I wanted to share with him. I had some things I wanted to get off my chest and he didn't understand where it came from. But I had to do a little bit of damage control and reassure him that we are okay. Our marriage is amazing. I am truly happy with my husband and I want to spend the rest of my life with him. Um, but that little, that lady, that lady that was sitting on my, my, my left side was playing devil's advocate. And so she kept tapping me like, okay, so I know you happy and I know all these things will make sure that you still get your point across and let your husband know that you love him unconditionally. I don't have conditions to my love with my husband. And if those conditions, um, come with things that could possibly hurt me. I don't want him to suppress who he is, you know, and that's just me being unselfish. And so I just felt it was so important for me to say that to him. And within saying that to him, of course, as a man, he went into this thing thinking I'm trying to tell him something, you know, thinking I'm on a guilt trip thing. So again, I had to reassure him like, no, like I'm yours. 100% like you have nothing to worry about the only thing I'm chasing is a bag which I will forever chase because I am a woman who does not feel accomplished unless it's what I've accomplished a man can never define me I would never be the woman that got and came up because what a man did for her I must work hard to obtain all the things that I want, all the things that I need, because it's an accomplishment for myself. It makes me feel good. So I'm out here trying to build. I'm out here trying to make sure that when my husband comes home, he comes home to something big. He comes home into a successful situation. Um, He comes home where he doesn't have to worry about anything or anybody Um ever putting him in a position where he would have to go back into the prison system. Like my focus is on that. 
there's no guilt trip. And I really had to reassure him of that because it was totally out the blue. Um, And within that conversation, of course, you know, I am a private person and even in my relationships, even if it wasn't with my husband, like it's just certain things that I feel like when it become when it between me and the person that I'm with, that's who is it is between. So when I went to him to lay everything down because I just needed him emotionally to just be there for me and hear me out, he took it the wrong way and it went somewhere totally different. And um I woke up this morning, I went to bed angry. I went to bed angry because what me and him share, I don't share with everybody else. You know, yes, I talk to my mom. Yes, I talk to my brother. Yes, I talk to my best friend. But some things are for me and some things are for me and him. Um, And those are those are some of the things I even learned with my brother, you know, with how marriage works. Like this is a sacred union and Things that go on between me and him are for me and him. And I just, I've always been like that, guys. I've always been like that. Like, I don't share everything. Because for one, everybody's not going to understand. And then you're not going to always see eye to eye. Like, you have to agree to disagree in a lot of different things when you have different experiences in life, different backgrounds in life, different, um, 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 things you've been exposed to, you know, so a lot of stuff I keep to myself, but if within my relationship, a lot of those things are for me and who I'm with. And so I went to bed angry because everything I tried to express yesterday just went totally left. And I woke up and I was pissed off when I woke up because I'm so genuine with how I move. I'm so genuine with how I love. I'm so genuine with how I care that it bothered me. And I emailed my husband like a long ass email to express to him, first of all, how much I love him and, you know, how I just needed him yesterday. I just needed him yesterday. I'm holding down so much. I just needed my husband yesterday. That's it. And, um, I don't know, you know, that is one of the things that I feel like we have to really majorly, majorly work on. And again, this update went way longer than I anticipated, but it's my journey and it is my husband's update. So this is something that we have to work on. And um, I'm willing to put in the work again. I love my husband and this is a part of marriage. This is a part of relationships. This is a part of building. And of course, this is a part of my journey. And I told you guys, it's going to be ups and it's going to be downs. And that is all, guys. That is all I have for my amazing husband. I love my husband and I just want to grow and build and just be happy. Like, this is a happiness that I have never experienced. And it's going to have those days where I'm like, is pinch myself. Is this too good to be true? And yesterday was one of those days. So, you know... We all have them, ladies. We all have them. And I'm sure some of you guys can, you know, share in that feeling with me. But yes, guys, my husband is amazing. He's doing great. 
And of course, I thank you so much for keeping him in your prayers and keeping him uplifted. It's appreciated from myself and from him. And we are going to continue on with bonus episode number five. As you guys know, I have started a support group, Fed Up Wives, supporting wives of incarcerated federal inmates. This is a nonprofit organization set to help both emotionally and mentally, but financial as well. To contact Fed Up Wives, please email fedupwives.org at gmail.com. The contact number is 404 927 8011. Please like and join the Facebook page, Fed Up Wives Organization. You guys have supported me, and now it is time for me to support you. Now back to the show. Today, I'm going to do something a bit different. This bonus episode, as I stated earlier, is going to be in parts, part one and part two. I have so much to unpack with you guys. So yesterday, I made a post saying that I had a major decision to make and a big announcement. I was asked to help bring attention to a case involving a man who is fighting cancer. He was arrested and then taken into custody um, at Cobb County Jail. The time that he spent there so far, he hasn't been getting the hasn't been getting the proper medical attention or treatment, and now as a result of that, his health is declining. Now. Demita asked me to help. And of course, this is an extension to my story. This is my dad all over again. Although my dad wasn't fighting cancer, he was a victim of negligence of the Cobb County Jail. So without a second thought, of course, I told her, yes, I will help in any way that I could. Now, guys, this decision, this decision can put me in a very emotional headspace, a space I've run from for years now. And I must admit, I am terrified. But this is a fear I must face in order for me to share my dad's story, open up the door for those who need my help. And to really just face this head on is something that I really need to do for myself. And I'm going to go hard at it. I'm going to go hard at exposing the negligence that has still and that has still and does cause a lot of unanswered deaths of these inmates inside the prison system. Um, I'm not ready. I am not ready. I am scared of the emotions and I'm scared where this can take me mentally, but I'm doing it with God on my side. My dad's name must be cleared. His story must be heard. My husband depends on my strength and my voice. And now somebody else needs my help. They need my voice and his family needs my voice. And so, therefore, I am going to put myself with this fight. 
I am going to do everything that I can to help bring this to light. Um, This is very important to me. It's very important to me, but it's also a very scary um, place for me to be. But I do know that I can do it. I, I I believe in myself. I know I'm strong enough. And this is well, well, well overdue. And so that is my decision, guys. And that is my announcement. And I hope you guys will continue to join me on this journey. Continue to listen to all of the informative facts that I do provide you guys. This is like one of the most important parts of the episode. All the segments of the episodes are important, but I always want to give you some important facts because it's so much that is going on within the prison system. And I still have more updates on the lockdown as well, which will be in part two. And before I move forward, I forgot to thank myself. I got to thank myself for not saying um so much. Oh my God. I literally went from saying um a thousand times to 995 times. (laughs) I have been listening and I'm like, "Uh oh, I'm not saying um as much. Kudos for me. Snap, 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 snaps for me. But yes, guys. So that is my announcement. That is the decision that I had to make. And that is a very, very big decision. So now I am going to start doing something different on bonus Fridays along with um, the conversations with myself and Jojo. I want to start talking about couples giving, giving a light to documented and a few famous couples who have love stories within the prison system. That is something that I want to do. Like I want to kind of just read like a little bit of short stories of these love stories. That is what season two is going to consist of. So I wanted to kind of give you a little sneak listen um, into one of the stories. I'm not going to go through the whole entire story because guess what? The rest of it will begin in season two. But guys, this is part one of bonus episode five. And I am going to give you a sneak peek of what's to come in my love stories in episode two. The title of this story is The Love Story That Upended the Texas Prison System. In 1963, a 56-year-old lawyer met a young inmate with a brilliant mind and horrifying stories about life inside. Their complicated alliance and even more complicated romance would shed light on a nationwide scandal, disrupt a system of abuse and virtual slavery across the state, and change incarceration in Texas forever. 
1967, November 9th, Fred Cruz was in his sixth year of a 15-year robbery sentence and starting yet another stint in the hole. Of the many punishments the Texas prison system doled out to inmates, solitary confinement was one of the most brutal on the body and the soul. It wasn't Cruz's first time there, but it wasn't something one got used to. The Ellis Unit, about 14 miles north of Huntsville in a bogey lowland area of East Texas, was known as the toughest prison in the system. And there was no worse place to be in Ellis than solitary. The cell's darkness was so complete, it made the eyes ache. On some occasions, Cruz was given a thin blanket and nothing else. No clothes and no mattress for the steel bunk. His toilet was a hole in the floor. He'd receive only three slices of bread a day with a full meal twice a week and had shed multiple pounds from his already thin frame. After two weeks, an an outer door to the cell would be open, allowing in light from the hallway. This would be considered a release from solitary. Then the warden or an officer would come by and, and ask of Cruz's position. If he failed that yes sir, no sir encounter, the solid steel door would be shut again and days of darkness would recommence. Cruz's ability to maintain his composure through silence and darkness was better than any other inmates, but still uneven. Sometimes a panic would rise in his chest, his heart would pound, and he couldn't catch his breath. Some days, he would simply wish for death. And that is a little bit of Cruz's story. As it begins. Now I'm going to give you a little bit. On. Francis. It says by all reasonable. Imaginings. Francis and Fred. Should have never met. They actually. Formed a romance. With her coming to help tell his story. And guys, this is a very long story. And this will be the beginning of how I start season two. I'm so excited to incorporate these love stories, guys. And of course, yes, yours truly will be reading and narrating them. But I have a surprise. I also am bringing on other people to read these stories. So please guys, just get ready for season two. I'm telling you, I have so many wonderful things to start to talk about. The content is going to be amazing. 
And what more can I say? I am excited. I'm just excited about this podcast and where it is actually going. And I am so glad that you guys have tuned in for bonus episode number five, part two, part one, part two. Yes, me, myself and Jojo. I will also touch on the federal lockdown that is still going on and the developments that I have found out. So guys, thank you so much. This will conclude episode five bonus episode five part one.